Welcome to the Reclaim Your Rise podcast. My name is Lauren Bongiorno, nationally board certified health coach and founder and CEO of Risely Health, where we help people and families impacted by type 1 diabetes take ownership over their lives so that they can transform with more freedom and confidence. Everyone has a different reason to be here. You might be seeking knowledge, support, or community, but at your core, I know that you long for something deeper. You're here for transformation. And that's what the Reclaim Your Rise podcast is all about. A quick reminder before we start the show that nothing you hear on the Reclaim Your Rise podcast should be a substitute for personalized professional medical advice. Please always consult your physician or other medical professional before making any changes to your diet, insulin dosages, or healthcare plan. If you want to have a radically different experience than you are having right now, what would that require of you today? I want to pose this question to you on today's episode to set the scene because we're talking about transformation. We're not talking about, you know, fine-tuning or fixing your insulin-to-carb ratio here or, you know, pre-bolusing here. We're talking about, like, everything. We're talking about your relationship to diabetes and yourself and all that needs to occur in order to feel like you're living in that future vision that you have for yourself, the one that has more confidence, the one that has more self-love and acceptance, the one that has more energy and love to receive and love to give. You know, even if you don't know what that future vision looks like, you know how that feels, right? And it's important to look at, okay, if that's where I want to go, how do I get there? And there's three things that I truly, truly believe that you must do to transform your relationship with diabetes, your relationship to yourself that I'm going to share with you today. But at the you know, base of it and what that quote that I started off with and that question really implies is what would that require of you today? Because there's not this big overhaul that's going to lead you overnight to this vision. But what is going to lead you to that vision and lead you to having different outcomes in your day and in your life is the small decisions that you are going to make each day and challenging yourself to show up each day in a different way than you have before and challenging yourself to go outside of what is comfortable maybe and what's just like how you make decisions or how you think or how you speak about yourself or to others about your diabetes, all of that. It's all these little decisions. And it requires deeper work than just education. Just simply, you know, getting a little bit more education here, taking a little bit of a class there. This is like a, this is an overhaul. This is the word transformation is a big word and I don't use it lightly. But that is what I believe is possible for so many people because I've experienced it in my own life. But it's also what I think a lot of you are coming to this podcast and to this space to hear more about and to explore how you can get into this place that you want to to get into. And the fact that a lot of you are consistently listening to this podcast and absorbing this information and um, being part of this community, like you're rising, you're doing it. This is part of the work. And so I just want you to take a moment to be proud of yourself for that because we often don't celebrate ourselves enough. So we're going to move right into it. The three things you must do to transform your diabetes. So here they are. The first thing is we need to reflect on what your standards are 
are for your life, relationships, career, diabetes, health, your future. I hear a lot from people all the time, T1Ds, that they have so much positive affirmation around them. Doctors who look at their numbers or look at that CGM reports and say, don't stress, you're fine, you're doing great. Or family and friends saying, you know, diabetes isn't easy. Don't be too hard on yourself. You know, if you're if you're striving for a lower A1C or you're striving for these numbers that, you know, are just stressing you out more, like it's fine, you know, you know, you're good. And I think that positive affirmation, that's all great, but it can sometimes be invalidating to how how you're feeling in that moment and how you want to feel and how you want to show up each day. And so you want to be thinking of, well, everybody else is is looking at me and saying maybe you're okay, you're fine, you're, you know, your A1C is okay, but like what would living a full, healthy, confident, empowered life feel like to you and where is the difference? Right? An easy exercise you can do is make a T-chart and on the left side, I've done this exercise so many times in my life, and it really is so simple, but it works. It's it it almost magnifies and just shows you like very black and white where the discrepancies are. So on the left side of the T-chart, you're going to put like how you're showing up for yourself, how you're relating to your diabetes, where your mindset is, you know, what habits you have. Um, maybe what habits you don't have, all that on the left side. And then on the right side, you're going to put like, what do you imagine your life to look like? Like if you wanted to feel the way you feel, felt, wanted to feel, take a, you know, back step and, you know, write down all of, all of what that would look like. And then you can clearly look side by side and say, all right, I'm over here. I want to be here. Let's start, let's start making moves. Let's start making decisions to get me into the, the place on the right side. And I think that as humans, we're primed to want to grow. It's actually one of our six human core needs is growth. And so use that as motivation. No, you know what? I do want to grow, but what's what's blocking me here from, from growing? And asking yourself truly, like, are you content with where you are right now? Either yes or no. There's really only two answers, yes or no. And you can focus this in for the purpose of you know, the Reclaim Your Eyes podcast into diabetes, but are you content with where you are? Are you feeling like you know how to identify your patterns? You know how to make changes? You feel really just in flow and aligned with your habits and your numbers? And and you know also in the times that your numbers are out of range, you can accept them and you don't get so stressed out and anxious and, you know, all of that. And if the answer is yes, great, fantastic. If the answer is no, it then becomes, and this might be harsh and very forward, but like, what are you going to do about it? Because we have one life to live. That's it. We have one life to live. You are here. And this goes into the second thing that you must do to transform your diabetes, which is to close your open loops. And essentially what an open loop is, is it's something that we keep putting off that becomes an energy drain. The easiest way I like to explain this is think about like a house tour that you hate doing, right? Like for me, it's laundry. I like, I can't, I I don't know why, but I can't wrap my head around just feeling energized by it. I don't think I'll ever be. And it's just who I am. And I love my fiance, Chris, because he often like um, will, you know, do a lot of the loads for me or whatnot, because that's just like one house tour that I just don't enjoy. Or I'll like watch Netflix and have it anchor and, you know, do something alongside of it um, to make the process a little less daunting. But think of something you don't enjoy. When you put it off, even let's just say for the week, 
you know how it's in the back of your head and you're like, oh shoot, I have to do the laundry. Oh, oh, it's Tuesday. I still haven't done the laundry. Oh, it's Wednesday. Still haven't done it. Now it's piling up. It's literally, I'm watching it pile up and overflow. That is not only just an item that you haven't checked off on your list, but it's an item that is causing this like background drain where it's not necessarily at the forefront of your mind because you have more probably things that you're prioritizing, whether it's your, you know, your kids and then, you know, asking for a snack or food or, you know, getting them out the door, showered, whatever, you know, stage of life they're at. Um, Or it could be work and you have all these like pressing meetings and things that are, you know, due. Diabetes is kind of like your laundry or kind of like that chore you don't love to do where it's easy to keep putting off because there's not this like deadline of um, if something happens, you know, if, 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 I don't get it under control now, then um, I am, you know, like the, my boss is going to fire me or whatever it is. And even as I'm saying that, you hear me slowing down and it's because I'm thinking, well, actually complications sometimes are that deadline, right? But it those feel so far away and they're not present all the time and that fear isn't instilled in us all the time. And it's, it is also not the greatest motivator. So um, in a way, it does feel like you always have tomorrow. But procrastination is what this comes down to, right? You're putting off something that feels daunting, something that you really don't enjoy spending more time on. And this might be bold, but in a way, it is a, is a form of self-harm. Because when you procrastinate something, it's giving you this background energy drain of anxiety and stress. Like you're thinking about it. You're getting in, you know, deeper to that stress than really like what it needed to be in the first place if you kind of just like leaned in and tackled it head on and so we choose this stress and and putting this like quote-unquote self-harm on ourselves because it's easier sometimes to a feel pain versus pleasure and joy and ease or even love but b we as humans the the psyche of our minds actually just it can't differentiate from what's benefiting us and what's not benefiting us in some things. It just goes towards what's comfortable. And when we're in a certain place with our diabetes, we that necessarily isn't serving us. It's what feels comfortable. And our body is kind of like, okay, well, this is what's comfortable. It feels uncomfortable to spend more time on our diabetes to you know, dive in deep, to um, do this deeper work. But you know, so I'm going to avoid it and I'm going to procrastinate it. And when you procrastinate something around your health, right? Like you have to question it. And hopefully this is going to spark some things, you know, to come up for you. And, and really I want you to add, pause and ask yourself, like what parts of my health am I pushing off? What parts of my health am I procrastinating? And I think one question that usually helps me and helps a lot of people that I share this with get out of this space the answers are always in the questions. I mean, that's also what coaching coaching is and why I'm such a fan of asking something 10 different ways is because something's going to click. But ask yourself, how long do you not want to be able to feel good for? Like, honestly, like how long do you not want to be able to feel good for? And your answer is probably going to be, I don't want to feel like this anymore, right? If you're struggling with your diabetes or you're not in a, in a place that you want to be. And moving from that place, making decisions from that place is going to more likely lead to taking action versus more and more and more procrastination. 
And of course, sometimes we are, you know, just feeling lazy with our diabetes or we need a rest or a mental break. And that's okay, but I think it's rare. I think more so than not, there is a root of fear of failure or fear of overwhelm or perfectionism, right? Like I am a perfectionist and I don't want to pay attention to this because it feels out of control and then I'm going to not be able to perfect it. This is something that I I can't get 100% and so I'm just going to not, right? And so really getting to that root is, is important because ultimately you are accountable for yourself. And think of taking care of your diabetes as a self-loving practice because it is. The opposite of that self-loving practice, even in this sense, you could think of as procrastination. Taking action, therefore, is a form of self-love. So I hope that piece syncs with you. So that's number two. So, so far we have number one, reflect on what your standards are for your life. Number two, close your open loops. Close them. Because as much as diabetes is, you know, can be draining in itself, why are you making it more draining on yourself, right? Like let's close these open loops that you've been wanting to work on for a while, whether that's more education, more understanding your body's patterns, more support through more mindset challenges like your relationship to, to diabetes or fear of lows or relationship to food. And then the third one, the third and last one we come to is to expand your container, Now, what does this mean? Well, I was working with a client the other day and she had this epiphany moment and it had to do with this concept. So I, of course, ran into the podcast and I'm like, we have to share this because it's gold. So she basically had increased her time and range throughout the Decide and Conquer Bootcamp. Um, She's halfway through the program with the group now from 30% to 72%, which is in itself a huge accomplishment. But she was saying how now at this point that she's at, she feels like she's telling herself the story that she doesn't have time to add more routines into her day that she wants to support her diabetes and her health. So she's like, all right, I got up to 72%. I feel good. But in order to sustain this and in order to really build on this, I want to add more things in that I know are going to support me, like maybe taking a little bit more breaks throughout the day to just walk to help my insulin resistance um, or to just pre-bolus before I eat. Little things like that, meditation, um, breath work, right? Journaling, reflection, that takes time. And she's like, I feel like this is a story that I'm just telling myself. And I think that this is, in a way, a big block for a lot of us, right? We tell ourselves we just we just don't have enough time. Like if only we had more time, then we could do everything that we wanted to do plus focus on our diabetes. And what I reflected back to her in the session was I said, maybe in a way, it's actually not a story. And in fact... You're making all this progress in your life right now and you're just growing out of your old container. So you don't have time because you're trying to operate your and grow into this new version of yourself, but in this old container. It's almost like a, a hermit crab. Hermit crabs uh, outgrow their shells. I know this because my sister, when she was younger, had, had a hermit crab um, and they outgrow their shells. And you have to reimagine what your new container needs to look like in order to support this growing version of yourself. And so expanding your container could look like, you know, many different things. It could look like changing your 
schedule up, um, communicating your needs with your partner, with your family members. It could be getting a different type of support. It could be blocking out certain times of the day or week to do certain things that are non-negotiable, right? Like non-negotiable time that you are spending to journal or to meal prep or whatever it is. It could be as simple as if you want to get up, let's say 30 minutes earlier, right? And you're saying to yourself, oh, well, I just don't have the time to work out and wake up 30 minutes earlier because I'm so tired. Maybe you need to structure your surrounding routines and habits to support that. So what would that look like if you were able to maybe eat dinner a little bit earlier? And what would that look like if you were to go to bed a half an hour earlier, but still have enough time because you're eating earlier to have your decompressing, you know, downtime of reading or watching a show, whatever it is. So the metaphor, right, of expanding your container is really reminding yourself that if you are getting into this mind space and this and this headspace of taking yourself to the next level and taking your diabetes to the next level, you have to know ahead of time that things around you in your life that are currently, even just like your relationships too, and how people maybe respect you and and your self-care time and your diabetes or things like that, like they need to change. And a lot of times they're not going to change unless you take action to change them and be proactive about it. You want to be at the effect a effect of it and not the effect of it so remember that through all of this through all the work that you're doing your blood sugars and where your diabetes management is does not equate to your value or your worth your innate value as a person has nothing to do with blood sugars your being and who you are and your presence is invaluable these are just areas and things to prime yourself with as you are focusing on transforming your diabetes and transforming yourself. So I know that this topic can feel a little bit higher up and not as, you know, sexy, let's say, as a topic of, you know, how to avoid lows and highs during your workouts, but I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't share this because when I look back on my own transformation with diabetes and my whole entire life and where I am today, all that other education, like it contributed for sure, but this is the meat of it. And so what I wish for you is that you can see the value in slowing down, doing the mindset work, and really tuning into the deeper roots of where you need to shift your focus. If you're feeling like at this time in your life, diabetes is this big internal battle and like you're a failure and you don't know how to integrate it all into your life and your everyday life with more ease and to create more peace of mind, I want to invite you to learn more and apply to the very last Decide and Conquer group coaching program just of the year not ever because we are not slowing down this is our it will be our 12th round we've had over 280 people graduate from the program and if you don't know what the dcb is it is a 12-week group coaching program for women with type 1 diabetes that includes coaching education and a forward-moving community 
I want to share something that a DCB graduate, her name is Carlin, said at the end of like the program feedback form that we have everybody fill out. Uh, she said, one thing I struggled with before enrolling in the DCB was feeling mentally and emotionally down when my blood sugars did not perform as expected. After 27 years with T1D, this left me feeling exhausted and terribly frustrated all the time. Like it wasn't even worth trying anymore. Starting and completing the DCB program felt like a big weight lifted off my shoulders, knowing that I had the resources, the coaches, the knowledge, and the community through this program to do, be, and feel better. Now, the last day to apply for this last program, the last DCB of the year is Wednesday, August 31st, but we are running an early bird special discount for the first 10 people who apply, then get on an enrollment call and enroll between August 2nd and August 19th. So if you know that you want this for yourself, if you know that you need this for yourself, don't procrastinate, don't hesitate. I'll put the link in the show notes below so you can learn more and apply if this is speaking to you. And we hope to be able to help you along your own personal transformation very, very soon.